is the Lightning Junkies Podcast with your host, Chaz Kryptoson. On this episode of the podcast, we have Joe from Pollo Feed. We talk about how he got into Bitcoin, Lightning, how he started on Pollo Feed, chickens, and much more. This was a bit of a last-minute podcast, so I really appreciate Joe jumping on with me. Before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to remind everyone how you can contribute to the podcast. You can chip in monetarily with Bitcoin or Bitcoin over Lightning at crowdfund.lightningjunkies.net. You can tip me on tipping.me forward slash at lnjunkies or btl.2 forward slash at lnjunkies. Beyond that, it would be great if you could subscribe on whatever podcast service you happen to use, let your friends know, and to leave a review. All this would greatly assist me in keeping the podcast going and reaching more listeners. With all of that out of the way, let's go ahead and jump into the episode. All right, I want to go ahead and welcome Joe to the Lightning Junkies podcast. How are you doing today, Joe? Oh, good. Yeah, thanks for having me and uh, good to be here. Absolutely. So uh, I always like to start uh, these podcasts with the very basic, you know, how did you get into Bitcoin and how did that journey begin? Yeah, for sure. So I started off as a software developer and just found interesting, like uh, some of the tech, listened to a podcast with uh, Naval and uh, Nick Sabal, and that got me really interested in more blockchain in general, not so much Bitcoin, but I've been coming around the Bitcoin and uh, Lightning more as I learn about the space. So what particular part of blockchain kind of uh, pulled you in initially? Um, I would say smart contract. Um, I'm always just interested in just designing, I guess, things that we can interact with or, you know, uh, take away some human interactions, like automate some things. So I thought that was with Ethereum at first, and I even got a job in the space there. But quickly found out that, you know, uh, all the smart people and smart development is uh, happening on Bitcoin. Did you happen to make anything on Ethereum or, you know, start any kind of projects over there? I tried. Uh, I was a part of a web wallet over at uh, ETC and was looking at a lot of uh, smart contracts. But, you know, there's there's no good uh, DAP for smart contracts, I feel. Um, You know, there's just more developers than there are users uh, in general in that space. Yeah, I've definitely heard that one quite a bit. So yeah, you have like uh, 20 people and 100,000 devs, right? Yeah, if you got some money, you know, it's pretty cheap to just, you know, buy some developers, uh, fudge some numbers. You know, there's a lot of numbers that, you know, they said they can fake that market cap and uh, yeah, just a bunch of things. Okay, so how did you kind of make your transition into Bitcoin and, and Lightning then? Sure. Yeah, uh, it was actually the same person, uh, Nick Sabal. So he tweeted just this random course about crypto investing with uh, J.W. Weatherman. So I started to just get interested in that. I just took it on a whim and really just started going down the rabbit hole of uh, what is money, what makes good money, and uh, <clears throat> why Bitcoin is uh, the best money we have available. Okay, so do want to give us a quick little, you know, summary of that whole argument or that, you know, what you learned there? Sure, yeah. So I just learned that, you know, money can only be uh, one thing. That was a 
tough topic or thing to get around because, you know, there's a lot of confusion in the space that, um, you know, the three aspects of money, storage of value, uh, medium exchange, and uh, unit of account, that those can be split or broken up. And in fact, they can't, you know, um, money transitions usually, you know, from a storage value first um, and then, you know, to a medium exchange and then finally uh, to a unit of account where it's accepted everywhere. So, uh, yeah, I was just really confused about that for a really long time, um, just thinking that other things could serve that or, you know, just seeing that there's many monies, what seems like around the world, but in fact, you know, the U.S. dollar is, you know, the world's reserve currency right now. So just, yeah, just a lot of confusion about that and, you know, being told what, accepting what, what money was at face value. So. All right. So that's kind of how you got into Bitcoin. Uh, how did you get into lightning? Yeah. So I think it was just on my own, uh, started, just found an interest and just wanted to just, I guess, just make some apps. I guess a hundred percent not sure. I guess I think I spun up a BTC pay server instance that helped me out a lot. Just, you know, more some tech and Docker uh, and everything. And then just started seeing some of the apps that uh, some people from like Blockstream started putting out. And they just seemed to really spark my interest to think that I could just make, you know, these applications where I could just uh, transmit a, a, you know, some value instantly too and have that represent anything I want. So like in some apps, you know, in Poyo Feed, it represents one uh, feeding is like, you know, a thousand Satoshis, but you know, you can have these uh, represent anything, you know, it's really a good uh, accounting tool. I found that Lightning is like, you can have it just represent, you know, even one milli Satoshi represent a dollar or X unit and just really go from there. Um, So I think there's a lot of uh, progress we made in there and, when people, I think, realize that. All right. How did Poyo Feed come into existence here? Yeah, so it's changed quite a bit over time. Uh, I think I started it in the beginning of this year in January. Um, <clears throat> first, I wanted uh, like a, almost just like a Twitter image of you know people paying and then just post a couple pictures. But uh, it just happened to me, just me being a little bored and interested, too. Um, I saw... Uh, Elaine O, um, she posted um, a video of her feeding her own chickens with a little vending machine, um, and I, I just thought I could I could do the same. I've never done it before, you know, control some hardware. So I, I just tried to you know get the hardware going and get a motor going at first. Uh, started off with like a really crappy servo motor too, so that didn't really work, and uh, found that I could just do that with a big rotisserie motor. So just piece by piece, I started putting it together and found that it was still some challenges I had. Like a lot of it was was with the uh, location I was at. Uh, well, still it's still out there. Um, you know, the middle of nowhere, the boonies, um, and with satellite internet. So, you know, I got to limit the frames per second that the you know, that it's broadcasting, so I wouldn't tie up, you know, the whole connection speed and just trying to find a good way to present that to users. So at first I even had it like 15 second delay or something where I'd even post it to like AWS and then send it off to people. But, you know, lightnings, you want to see it happen in real time. So I figured I would just 
make it a little bit slower with the frame rate and have it, uh, you know, in real time. So people can enjoy it that way. Got it. Did you run into any kind of uh, difficulties on, on the Lightning Network side that kind of slowed you down and making this a reality? Yeah, so there was still a lot to learn from Lightning side. Like, you know, what's a channel? How do I get incoming capacity? Uh, you know, I wasn't too sure of that at first when I first started. Even I had some trouble, like, you know, me blowing up my node, trying to back it up a couple times. So that was, you know, <laughs> some lessons I learned the hard way. But uh, it, it's definitely helped me out a lot more. I've got a, a much better grasp of, uh, you know, payment channels and just the lightning network in general. Okay. Have you had a lot of uh, users, a lot of people using this service? I definitely know that I've uh, jumped on here multiple times to, to feed the chickens just because it's just a, a fun little thing to do. It's like this instant gratification thing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. I found the user base has been pretty good. Um, you know, it really blew up when I first started and, <laughs> and then it actually like crashed my app a couple of times, probably because of uh, some you know, some technical difficulties I was having on my end, but, uh, you know, I've since made them a little bit better and yeah, I've been, I've been seeing a, a good stream of people, but you know, it's, it's still a difficult thing is to balance everything that goes on, especially with the hardware and software. Like, uh, I want to make sure the, the feeder spins, like it, it does, you know, for most of the times I still get some complaints that it doesn't feed, you know, all the time, but I can't, you know, I don't want to overfeed the chickens. I don't want to underfeed them. And it's it's always like a work and balance because uh, how many users I get a day. So I've got a couple scripts that, that'll uh, go through and, you know, feed them if they're underfed or just say they haven't been fed for a while. It tries to loosen up, loosen up the, the feed because, you know, sometimes that could get stuck. And, uh, yeah, just some of the biggest things, I think, were just the, the hardware and, and nature. Like squirrels have absolutely like like ruined it for a couple of days or you know they, they just tear through the the feeder they've you know i've gone through at least three or four of them right now i've i think i have a our solution that seems to be working now where i have this wire around the bottom of it and this metal plate on top because you know once they figure out that they can you know get to something they're they're not going to stop and the chickens don't even seem to mind too. Like they let them in the cage. They don't, they don't mess with them. You know, they mess with everything else that goes in the cage, but the, the squirrels, they don't, they'll, they'll, they'll even let them eat their food. So, you know, they, they've been my biggest enemy. And, uh, of course, you know, being in Florida too, I had, uh, I guess, ironically, uh, lightning hit the, like just around the house and it just completely destroyed every single piece of equipment. So, you know, learning that, yeah, if you're going to have something, Make sure you have two, because so, uh, if you have two, you have one. So I've got some backups in place, tested out, so I can just get uh, get it up and running without me really, you know, having to go in and see what's wrong with every single piece of equipment. Gotcha. Something that I've heard from someone, I don't know who it was, but they said that the chickens were getting very fat because they were getting overfed. Is this true? No, they they haven't been like too much of like a, maybe a couple days they've been overfed, but. No, I don't think they're getting too fat. And if, if we were to get a lot of feedings, I'd probably just add like a couple more chickens just to make sure that wasn't it. But now they're nice and plump and healthy. So Fair enough. Uh, let's take a quick uh, tangent here. You know, this is a lightning podcast, but hey, let's, let's, let's ask about the chickens here. 
Um, how long have you had chickens? Uh, so about four or five years now we've had chickens. And uh, I just got to note, yeah, these are these are my parents' chickens too. So, you know, I, I just, they're not mine, but. <laughs> got it. So, uh, I mean, but from the sounds of it, it sounds like you, you have a good hand in taking care of them, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't have a problem, you know, picking them up or going their pen. Like I've had to, you know, feed them before or just get a good appreciation for, you know, honestly, like how vicious they are. Like, uh, you know, if, there, if there's anything in that cage, it's it's food for them. You know, like I heard like, you know, they're little, pretty much little bird dinosaurs. Like they're, they're pretty brutal. And uh, we even bought um, like two other chickens after the fact, maybe about six months ago. Well, we actually found them. One was in a tree near our house and one, a little selkie, uh, this guy was going to give away. So we put them in a separate pen at first and we figured that we could you know merge them in a little bit later but you know just realizing that they're half the size of the other chickens they they wouldn't have gotten like any food at all yeah it's pretty funny they've calmed down a lot since we've added the chicken feeder but one that was first installed there they would they would really like like the alpha hen we call her big black she would always chase around the little one and make sure that she wouldn't get food like she was more interested in making sure the other one didn't get food than actually eating herself i guess that's and they'd even like build like a, like a fighting pit in the bottom of, of like of the right below the feeder so we put like a piece of board on there so they couldn't dig dig under it because you know it it would also pull with with water too with rain and it was especially bad in, in the summer you know people feed it and it'd just go like right into the uh right into that little pond so they seem to calm down a lot now because i think it's just you know i've got a more stable user base and uh, just been able to have those scripts that just you know dump some food in the morning for them so you know they're not always you know screaming for food got it what do the uh, parents think of this project oh they were all uh, they didn't have a problem with it from the beginning they thought it was uh pretty funny and i think they like it more and more now that they can uh they see it's something that's working and they really like that I'm, I'm pretty much paying for their food now. So uh, I don't really make too much money. I just like give it back to, you know, to help feed them. But now, now they love it. So, and they go out and, and you know, refeed it every morning. So um, they definitely don't have a, a problem with it. And the, <laughs> I've had them, you know, go in and try to fix some things when I was away. So um, yeah, they, they've been great. So it's helped me out a lot. It just gave me a lot of a, a lot of exposure too. So um, yeah, I just want to you know thank my parents for for just let me do it because I honestly don't even know which uh, other lightning apps I would have you know came out with that could even come close to uh, the amount of like attention I've gotten from that. So and changed my life because I think I got uh, I think I got my new job just because of the the Poyo feed. So. Hey man, that's really cool. I mean, I I have to say this is probably the most unique app in the entire space. Like I can't even think of anything across, you know, all of uh, crypto that's uh, this sort of thing. You know, there's other cool stuff out there, but I think this is probably the most unique for sure. Awesome. Yeah, uh, I think it's I think it's a good example of just yeah, just new applications that can be built with Lightning and uh, showing that yeah, you can transmit like these little you know, micropayments pretty much because there's no way I could accept, you know, I'm charging eight cents now per feed. If you're going to charge for like Stripe or something, it, it, it would cost me money, like 30 cents or something like that 
in fees just to accept it. So, you know, everyone around the world can interact with it. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. And I'm looking forward to some, uh, other, you know, unique apps right now. Cause yeah, there's just a lot of, uh, I mean, there's great, you know, services like fold, bit refill, um, a lot, of, a lot of great services are little tiny games, but, um, nothing too, you know, entertainment wise, I feel, or, Gameish, so. Do you plan to, to improve Hoya Feed at all? Yeah, I've gotten some feedback. You know, people definitely want the better frame rate. I'm thinking of um, adding an option where you put in your email and then I'll just capture the video and then, you know, do what I did before, post it up to AWS and then uh, notify the user that, you know, you can watch this video at any time. You can come back to it, share it with your friends. And I think that'd be a good one because, yeah, sometimes the low frame rate is kind of gets to me. Um, and then maybe just try to come up with a better motor. Uh, it spins most of the time, but there, it could definitely be improved upon there. But uh, overall, you know, I'm fairly happy with what it is. And I've gotten a lot of great help. Like someone's helped me made uh, some logos because, um, you know, not creative at all. I, there's no way I can make that. So yeah, everyone's been really, really helpful. And it's been great. Awesome. So I kind of wanted to take a step back here and kind of go more broad and talk about, you know, lightning and the lightning uh, ecosystem generally. Do you have any uh, apps or services that you kind of like? I, I know you already mentioned like fold and bit refill, but do you know of any other ones that, you know, that really stand out to you? Um, so yeah, just me personally use bit refill. Let's see. Uh, Sometimes I'll, I'll go to y'all's. That's that's been pretty nice. Uh, find you know some new, like I'll I'll post a couple you know articles or read some. Yeah, just a lot of uh, service based things. Um, you know I've been loving. I guess not lightning based, but you know Lolly's always a good one. So you know earn some Bitcoin when I spend that. Like I, I'm not too the biggest like game or gambling you know person, but there's there's a lot of them out there. Um, but, and they, they seem really good. So I've definitely tried the lightning spin before and um, the lightning roulette because they're pretty fun. And uh, yeah, most excited for is uh, I'm working on this project now for uh, called mathbot.com. And we're about to be, you know, the first uh, application that's going to, um, <clears throat> you know, incentivize kids to learn uh, math and programming by with uh, Bitcoin and lightning. So we're really close to pushing out our, you know, uh, sponsorship functionality where, you know, you'll be able to sponsor a child through uh, Bitcoin and uh, Lightning. And, you know, they earn like, you know, they earn per level every time they earn, you know, past level they can earn and then uh, they can instantly withdraw with that. So um, I think that'll be a really good application uh, once that's released here, hopefully by the end of the year. But, you know, we'll see because trying to do that right got it so do you think that uh you know the uh, youngins would be able to pick up you know bitcoin and lightning very easily so yeah it's a challenge for everyone it definitely help if their parents will know that more and it's going to be on us too to you know even have a good like ui and yeah getting started with lightning is is you know another step than even just knowing what bitcoin is you know um you know, and if they're going to use it, it'll probably be with, you know, one of the um, 
just you know systems that you know that they don't have their own node or anything like that because i don't you know a lot of kids aren't going to be running their own like bitcoin lightning nodes unless it seems like to be set up so yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see how you know our ui works with that and how we can really uh help onboard people because that's that's the biggest problem in this whole bitcoin space is just how do we onboard people uh in in a good way uh, i don't think lightning has really have a like great solution for that yet you know it still takes even you know people don't know what payment channels are they don't know they want to hear instant usage but a lot of times they have to wait you know a whole day before you know even sending bitcoin to their you know, open, open a channel, you know, take some time. So uh, there's definitely some great improvements that could be made and some that already are, I guess, like async with doing some of the Phoenix openings and, and zero comps and, and things like that. So yeah, there's still, I'm really interested, but yeah, it's definitely a tough challenge. So, I mean, you're, you're kind of already going into it, but maybe just to kind of make it more clear, like, what do you think are like the biggest UX challenges with using lightning overall? Yeah, I just, just think the learning of uh, like, yeah, how lightning works, what is the purpose of it? Because yeah, people are already confused about, you know, why they even need Bitcoin or why they need lightning, at least, you know, here in the US and everything. Uh, you know, I, my, none of my coworkers like, really understand it. Uh, I've, I've still even tried to explain it like, hey, you know, I can accept these micropayments. It's the first time ever that, you know, I can actually make this happen and, you know, show that, you know, instant private uh, transactions can happen, you know, on Bitcoin. But uh, it, it takes time um, and it takes a couple of different exposures to Bitcoin. Like, you know, still with me, it didn't take me reading the white paper both and then instantly, I, you know, I, I understand what Bitcoin is and, and everything. So it's just going to take, uh, I think, a lot of exposure and just um, just seeing more and more use cases. Like that's why I love like how you know a lot of the services are coming out now to you know instantly onboard and to um, yeah just just get them just get them up and running without being like very technical. Got it. So yeah, I am definitely excited for those types of uh, projects that kind of let people kind of skip over the base chain of Bitcoin a little bit. So like SparkSwap the uh, Zap Olympus project that's coming out sometime and the uh, the Phoenix wallet that you had kind of mentioned there. So like that, and that kind of ties into my personal uh, hypothesis that it might make sense to onboard people directly onto the Lightning Network and kind of skip over, you know, Bitcoin to some extent just to kind of get people's feet wet. Um, do you have any kind of opinion about taking things in that particular uh, path? I think that'd be great, yeah, because I don't, I don't think they're gonna understand the difference, you know, why Lightning sits on top of it or what it's doing. But if you just understand that, hey, I can get instant payments, that's good enough, you know. But it's gonna have to be, you know, people aren't gonna be running their own nodes, so they're mainly gonna be interacting with their phones. We've got to come up with good ways to either, you know, run full nodes on their, you know, their phone, which I don't you know, really see that happening or having a way for pretty much protocol changes on lightning to where, you know, your node can be offline and that's not really an issue because, you know, right now, you know, they still accept a lot of time that your node could be offline, but, you know, you don't know if people are committing 
you know, old channel states or, you know, it's, it's a very risky thing. So, you know, you definitely want it an online full node, you know, wallet, um, you know, so you're not losing your funds. Have you been staying on top of the kind of future lightning uh, developments that are coming out from the various impl- implementations? Um, yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, there's, there's a lot going on. Uh, I love that uh, async. I'm a big Scala fan, so um, I, I love how they've gotten some, like, you know, a couple, a good seed round so they can continue development. And um, was watching uh, their uh, talk on the uh, lightning conference and they've got some really good ideas about how to improve the you know improve the protocol because that seems like that's that's the biggest thing holding us back right now is just the just the rigidity of the of the protocol and uh yeah just experimenting because uh you know they all all three implementations you know uh claire c lightning and lnd they all calculate fees differently and how they're going to pay, you know, go through these different routes. So there's, there's no clear way. And, you know, apparently there's uh, ways that you can even DDoS the network, you know, pretty much set your node as a low fees, uh, connect to maybe five, 30 um, channels. And then you can just like drop these payments and then you'll pretty much, you know, you can halt about, you know, close to half or even 80% of, all transactions that are going over the network. So it's still, it seems like a long way off before, you know, it's been battle tested or good uh, uh, standards have come about. Would you say that you have a favorite uh, Lightning wallet currently? Uh, I've been mainly help using like BTC pay server. So I've just tried LND and uh, C Lightning. I'm interested in, you know, trying the uh, Claire out later, but uh, there seems to be a lot of, uh, a lot of development on LND, like you said, the uh, Spark Swap uh, is only for LND, and that happens to like a lot of the a lot of the tech. It's, it goes on LND first, or and maybe C Lightning, you know, uh, after the fact. But it seems like that definitely LND is like the way to go if you're just looking to get the knowish, you know, the the best in knowish. So just kind of looking forward a little bit. What do you see as being the future of the Lightning Network? I mean, we could go either go, you know, with your what you might think is the ideal, or you could go with, you know, what do you think actually might happen? What I would like to happen, I guess, is, you know, I like to think of these as just, you know, micropayments that happen, you know, from computer to computer, uh, just automated. So, you know, when I think of that, I'm thinking of things that you can just pay to a node. You don't have to get, uh, you know, an invoice and then pay that. Um, maybe also thinking that, you know, you can have subscriptions, better, I guess, routing and path control, I guess, on on your end. That's that's more, I guess, the the implementations um, going to control that. But yeah, I just I just see them really just trying to, you know, limit the amount of you know human interaction and. Uh, that goes on with that. So kind of along those same lines, do you see any big reason that the Lightning Network might fail and we might have to move to something else? Yeah, I guess it's still very early. You know, like said, these attacks that could happen of, you know, denying the, the network, it seems plausible. Just no one's really going about and doing it. Like, you know, Bitcoin could have been stopped in the very early stages, uh, but was it worth, you know, the time and effort? And when it gets to a point where it's really usable, will you even be able to? So uh, 
yeah, we're just really interested to see how that plays out. Just seeing how the, the protocol pretty much changes and adapts to allow us a bigger user base and to allow us, uh, you know, more security. Okay. So I kind of wanted to take a, you know, a further step back and be maybe talk a little bit about Bitcoin in a kind of broad sense too. Do you spend a lot of time kind of looking at the, the developments on the Bitcoin side or do you generally look at what's going on in Lightning only? I've been more interested in, in Lightning. Uh, I know there's like really, really smart people on Bitcoin. Like I haven't gone through, you know, and audited the Bitcoin core code just, you know, for a lack of time. So I'm just interested in uh, the technology and just uh, how I can build things because that, that's what I like to do. So, uh, you know, I've definitely gone through core and, you know, I love how you can, you know, validate the whole U2XO set and everything. And, you know, I definitely like like playing around with the, uh, the, the client and everything. But, yeah, I haven't dug too much into, you know, the actual, um, you know, reviews of that. Okay. So would you say then that um, there's anything in Bitcoin that's kind of exciting for you now that you really like? Um, so uh, I've been hearing about these liquid side chains. I don't know too much about them. You know, how, uh, I definitely want to look into that and just seeing more of these more like layer two solutions on top of Bitcoin because, um, you know, Bitcoin is, is money first. It's technology second. So, you know, things aren't happening as fast and, you know, don't need to be happening on Bitcoin. So I think that's what <laughs> gradually keeps pushing me away is just because I'm interested in uh you know, interested in in technology and just you know what we can build. So less so of the uh, the sound money part. And I think that's would have been a good thing to learn at first is uh, why we need a sound money. And uh, I think you know Bitcoin just in general has really just opened me up to you know uh, a lot of truths and have me questioning a lot of things. So it, Bitcoin has me thinking more big term than than anything else in my life. Well, let's kind of go with that then. Like, what's the uh, vision that you see for Bitcoin kind of short to long term or wherever you want to put it? Yeah. Well, what's great is uh, Bitcoin doesn't have to do anything and it'll, it'll just, I think it'll succeed. You know, it's already, you know, by far the best money that we have in the world. And once we start getting better ways to onboard more people and they actually try it out, just realize like, hey, you know, no one can stop me uh, from spending this this money, you know, and, and it works. I can spend, you know, send it all the way around the world. And it's something, you know, a scarce digital asset that you can actually, you know, own. There, there's not many things you own, you know, in, in this world. Like, you don't own your house, you know, you don't own a lot of things. So it's just a very rare commodity that uh, that, that you can own. So I love it. Do you think that there's any kind of inherent weakness to Bitcoin or the Lightning Network? Do you think uh, there's any kind of attack vectors that the state might take or some other attacker might take to bring down Bitcoin slash Lightning? Yes. I mean, you know, people, they, governments have all, like they've tried to ban it, you know, but it seems like Bitcoin is, is seems to be anti-fragile, what they say. Like, you know, uh, you pretty much, it, it's hard to stop unless the whole global community is going to get together and pretty much say that uh, we're going to ban, you know, all the internet traffic for, to and from. But even that is, I, I, I don't know, I, you know, if they can actually do that. So they can't even agree on anything. So, and especially uh, more so with Lightning, it can definitely be stopped because it's in its earlier 
you know, stages to where, you know, Bitcoin could have been, could have been crushed when there was hardly any users. And maybe the same thing is true now of, uh, of Lightning. But I think, you know, once these systems start getting uh, a good foothold, there's just, there's just no turning back from the technology, you know. Do you think there's a places in the world where there's a legitimate use case for Bitcoin today? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think it, all over the world is a legitimate use case for Bitcoin. It's the uh, it, it's going to be the tool that just uh, frees everyone from, uh, you know, human slavery that the, uh, that the governments, you know, put us through these monetary slavery systems. So, um, like I said, it's, it's, it's the only digital asset that you can actually own. And it's, you know, the money is actually in, in your control. You know, you own, you own the keys and uh, you can decide whatever you do with that. So I think everyone has, can use that. And, uh, but, you know, there's definitely more places in the world that, you know, obviously Venezuela, they don't want their, you know, they want to actually hold a stored value. So they, you know, these localized regions can value Bitcoin more and, and, you know, are finding more, uh, you know, use cases for it. Do you think that we'll be able to develop the closed loop or circular economy anytime soon? That'd be great. Yeah, I would love that. I'm just not too sure of when, you know, when that could actually be, uh, you know, Bitcoin's going on for, you know, 10 years now. Still seems like we're still a long way away from it becoming a closed loop, but it's it's definitely making great progress to becoming uh, secure, you know, globally money. Uh, use that that's what its mission is and it's it's well on its way so you know it could take you know anywhere from next 15 years to next 100 years and still in in hindsight that'll seem uh very small and i think this might be my last question here but uh if you could snap your fingers and you know change bitcoin or lightning in any way that you saw fit you know what you know what would your magic wish be in order to improve things or make things more usable for people sure. etc yeah just getting bitcoin on and lightning on just your mobile wallet just having a good way to use that you know whether that be you know uh better computing power from phones or just instant you know on ramps just just things that just make it a lot easier for people to use because you know people aren't technical they're not they're not going to get into it and they they're already like happy with the system or don't know any better the, the system that we have now and just you know assume that money is just uh something that the government tells you so um i wish yeah just people just more people were more open and just giving things giving giving that a try all right so i uh really appreciate that um do you want to let all the listeners know how they can find you and poyo feed sure yeah i have a twitter account uh at poyo feed and obviously poyofeed.com so yeah, be, feel free to hit me up on uh, either of those and uh, you can stay in touch. It'd be great. All right, Joe. I really appreciate you joining me on the Lightning Junkies podcast. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Boom. That was the eighth episode of the Lightning Junkies podcast. What did you think? I definitely think Poyo Feed is one of the cooler apps in the Lightning uh, Network ecosystem. I definitely recommend for you to go try it out at poyofeed.com. Go feed some chickens and let Joe know what you think on his Twitter page. Just as a quick reminder that it would really help me if you were to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and possibly share this on any social media platform you think people might see this. 
Also, if you took anything away from this episode, I would really appreciate it if you chipped into my crowdfunding campaign. Once again, it's at crowdfund.lightningjunkies.net. You can also find the ways to tip me in the show notes. Just to let everyone know, I will be releasing a short retrospective of the Lightning Conference on Wednesday. This will be a solo episode without any podcast guests, so it will be a bit of an experiment for me. Be sure to listen to that and let me know what you think. For now, I'll see you on the Lightning Network.